In the previous Educating Matt podcast, um, we referred to a number one single of which we never actually gave you the title of the artist. These kind of factual errors are not what represents the Educating Matt podcast. And we want to uh, correct this immediately by saying that in 2010, Shout featuring Dizzy Rascal and James Corden was number one for a number of weeks. Um, and I know that is a touchstone of cultural significance for many of you out there. On behalf of myself and the other Matt, wish to apologise and to note that these kind of mistakes will not be tolerated in the future. On that note, we're on episode four. It's educating Matt. Whoa, with Matt and Matt as your hosts. Bringing you the latest news and updates on our life. Everything that grinds our gears and revs us up inside. Educating Matt, it's time to start the show. It's educating Matt. Here we go. What a bombshell to start the show off on. I can't believe so early on we've become amateurs i can only apologize on behalf of matt when i when i uploaded this i did spot the error but believe that there was nothing we could do about it at that time so you're a corroborator in the error is what you're saying no i'm okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe yeah maybe um, um hello hello how well, are you i'm okay how are you I'm all right. I don't know where this bit goes now. <laughs> well, welcome to episode four. Um, England have been defeated in the football. We've de- been defeated in the trenches. It's been awful well, walking yeah. past all the bodies of slain people who have given up hope now. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I don't know what to say about it. It's it's a devastating time for, for our country, but we'll be okay. What about the optimism that the um, waste coast industry experienced under Gareth Southgate, which now will be spent? I like a good waistcoat. I used to work with someone, and you used to work with someone that had. You always used to wear a waistcoat, and I, I liked that. Did we work with a professional snooker player? I'm so confused. <laughs> so, episode four, we've survived the trilogy. We've come on to episode four. Episode we're on four. to the quadrilogy now, yeah, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, we are now in the realms of great movies like Scream Four, um, uh, Home Alone, Home Alone Four. <laughs> maybe um uh nightmare on elm street four four yeah um halloween <laughs> four uh and other great movies with four in the movie so um congratulations oh thank you I'm, I'm really proud i'm really proud i like to think that some of our efforts were actually better than some of those movies actually uh, yeah i think you might be right we're definitely better than um screen four that was not good I don't want to talk to you about that because <laughs> I'm a massive fan of the Scream movies. All of them. All of them? Every single one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me one thing you don't like about Scream. Screen 1 is a brilliant movie. Screen 2 is an okay movie. Screen 3 is pushing it too far and Screen 4 is like, what? I agree totally. Yeah. I, yeah. I love those movies. <laughs> Do you like the fact that it plays on horror movies? Because in order to get Screen, you have to understand the story to screen that you need to understand the whole horror spirit horror movie concepts don't you yeah no i did i did a bit of reading on this about kind of like you know it's all about you know they say don't look back and then you look back yeah. and you know, all that kind of stuff. and um yeah 
that's what I like most about it. So especially Scream Three, actually, yeah, because it plays on the whole thing that's happened with Scream One and Two and past movies, uh, and the whole kind of like you know you need to shoot them in the head or else they're not dead and that kind of thing. And uh, do you know what? I just think they're all great movies. Four was probably a bit of a stretch. It was just before um, Wes Craven had died, and and uh, it was a good yeah. it was a good movie, but. It wasn't its former self, but maybe that's just because we knew what was coming. But um, and yeah. I, I love, I, I love that Scream One with with Drew Bymore. You know, at the time, Drew Bymore was a massive star. Yeah, and then they killed her off within the first ten minutes. And I think that it that it was very brave casting, wasn't it? Because yeah. they put her on the poster and stuff as well. Yeah, it was a it was a revolution to the horror horror industry. But I suppose horror movies are quite an interesting thing because there are a subset of movies where you can. Um, do all those things that you never do in another movie so you can kill the main character you can have ridiculous things like freddy in space for example which is is actually better than a lot of the other freddy movies that were made with the sincerity <laughs> like <laughs> like yeah. freddy in space is actually be- a better horror movie than you know uh, freddy 3 and things like that you know it's, it's incredible really isn't it there's some there's some really good ones out there there's also some really bad ones but um, the bad ones kind of uh, contribute to the folklore. So if we like talking about something like Jaws, like Jaws 3 is is arguably one of the worst movies ever made, isn't it? I'm trying to think of something worse, and I don't know if I can. Uh, Ghostbusters a reboot? No. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble now, aren't I? Oh, people will be writing in. What is worse than Jaws 3? Home Alone 3 is not great. Mm, it's not no, it's not as bad though. Oh, because I'm a big fan of Home Alone, as some of you might know, and there's there's a big backstory around number three. If you're going to talk about work, bad Home Alone films, it's four and five, and I think oh, even yeah. six. Well, what about that one set in Paris, like a TV movie? Oh, that was in Paris. That was um, Holiday Heist, which what? was set. I think it was Chicago. <laughs> Where the original was from. When Matt, he was Matt's got an encyclopedic knowledge of the Home Alone yeah. movies, just in case anyone was listening out there, Matt Matt One or Matt A or however you want to define him. What I find insane about mm. Home Alone Four mm. and this 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 is a mind blower. This is a mind blower. Okay. okay. It's the same characters as Home Alone One or Two. So it's Kevin McCaster, it's it's the same book. Whoa, 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 sorry, it's a continuity film from the original two films. Well, arguably, it's set after one and two. Okay. But bear with me. It's set after one and two. But everybody in the film, including Kevin, is younger than they were in number one. Which is an impossibility. So it's almost like they made a Quantum Leap film that I did not know about. They didn't. What they did was they got very cash-hungry <laughs> same license. <laughs> oh, it's not that deep. It's not You're that not deep. deep, no. Yeah. You, can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. The thing is, right, if you make a really successful movie, and I'd say a really good example of this is The Matrix. So The Matrix 1 is an amazing movie that defined a generation. So The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix um, Revolution completely missed the point of the first movie and that is incredible how can you take something that's so well put together and so well constructed and then create utter utter tosh from it i agree like jaws so jaws is a great movie jaws 2 is not a great movie and it doesn't need to exist 
Jaws 3 doesn't need to exist. Jaws 2, it doesn't need to exist, but it's kind of okay. Okay. But then it gets considerably worse. I mean, I think yeah, one Jaws it, 10. It goes into, like, terminal decline, doesn't it? After? Yeah. It's, 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 oh my God, what was the tagline? I think it was, like, Jaws 3 or maybe 4. There's a tagline about, like, he doesn't forget or something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, okay. He's a we, shark. How can he, yeah. <laughs> how can he hold grudges? How my, do you think? My love for Jaws ended around the same time as my love for Home Alone. It's when in Home Alone, well, no, it's when they released a movie called Bone Alone. <laughs> and it was about a dog that was left home alone for Christmas. And it was better than Home Alone 4. The same thing happened when they released Jaws 3. It was the end for me. So a movie in which a dog, rather than Kevin McAllister, is left home alone. Which I don't even understand why that's not a crime. I mean, it might be if you're it's a, a dog lover. It's <laughs> yeah. a crime if you leave a dog for a week <laughs> with no food, fend him, trying to find his family, having to get onto a flight to Paris with somebody who thought he was his dad. That is a crime. Christ. This week's episode is sponsored by Battersea by Dogs Home. <laughs> it should be with comments like that. Jesus don't Christ. leave a dog alone. Sorry, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you might have just stumbled on this because you're in the desert and you're just tuning in to find something. Don't leave a dog on its own. The scary thing is I think Bone Alone was an amateur movie, which means they actually left a dog on its own for a week. Do you think there's a porno called Bone Alone? <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? I did feel when I said it. Well, anyway, so, okay, so... I do f- apologise. I do apologise out there and listen. It's bad enough we're making continuity errors, let alone allowing ourselves to be degenerated to smut. Yeah, yeah. So it's the 14th of July. I'm going to say it's the 14th of July because that means I have approximately uh, four hours to release this before it becomes the 14th of July. Which means I'm setting myself a target, and without a target, you cannot succeed. Well, generally, I mean, that's how races work, isn't it? Like, if you're running a marathon, you'd have to have a target, otherwise it would be pointless. Absolutely. I remember putting my target in when I did the half marathon. Okay. Um, And it was based on an estimate of what I could do uh, multiplied by what I cannot do. And what can't How do you measure <laughs> mathematically what you cannot do? So I think of a man better than myself, and I think, what would he do? What, like Usain Bolt? Yeah. Well, if Usain Bolt was running this race, what would he do it in? So then what would I do it in? And then multiply... No, I don't multiply. I take away what I would do it in. Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what I do. But it turns out that I, I ended up doing the race um, with like some of the, the top athletes. Okay, right. And, so there's um, mathematicians out there on the floor suffering nosebleeds right now about what you just said. Yeah. It's a true story. Uh, this is they're a- screaming that their eyes are going, what, 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 as they spin round. This is 100% a true story. I ended up, so so if you've ever done um, like a half marathon or a marathon or something like that, you, you've you got your pro runners. You've got like your Usain Bolt, they're, you know, they're out in front. You, you can't well, he's join. even, arguably, he's better than a pro runner because he's a little bit elderly. Yeah, arguably, yeah. And then next to them you have what normally is orange, which is not pro runners, but they're bloody good. And then, I thought you were going to say they were Alston Unionists. <laughs> and then, ne- they're and then after orange that, costumes. And then after that, you have all your other colours, and it goes down according to your time. So I, so I ended up being in in the section that could run it within thirty five to forty minutes. Okay. So to put that into context, the pro runners were doing it in about 25, 30 minutes, 
And then I was in the group that could do it in 35 or 40 minutes. And for anyone that's ever seen me, I'm not the fittest person in the world. And Well, the viewers will have to imagine. They will, can know. only imagine the state of me. Um, yeah, so I ended up... Sorry, sorry. Just <laughs> Let's just stop there for a second. Sorry. <laughs> so I ended up doing it. Um, within this squad and actually don't it's the best thing I ever did because I ended up doing it in 45 minutes was a pretty good achievement yeah. for me and then and then job done okay 13th of July what has happened on this day well there's not much that's happened on this day this day has been a very dull day in the terms of days live aid happened today so we're talking about the original live aid we're talking about the original live aid in 1985 yeah 1985 organised by Bob Geldof I've what I wasn't there in 1985. I, I didn't even exist in 1985. Um, you were lucky. Did what, did you exist in 1985? Just no, because that will reveal how old I am. No, 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 no I didn't. <laughs> I did not exist. But I've watched this back. I may or may not have existed. So to get this into content, now that that event was a great was great for a lot of reasons, and um, it but, prolonged Phil Collins' career for a number of years as a result of his actions. Phil Collins is amazing. That is a bold statement. <laughs> you might as well have just come out and said, do you know what? I just don't really care about anyone else. <laughs> Live Aid was great as a concert for a number of reasons. However, the main reason it was great for was Queen. The the set that Queen did during so Live do Aid. Do I was drop reason. the bombshell about Queen? That Don't tell uh, me it wasn't live. No, do I drop the bombshell about my own personal opinion about the band Queen? You can do it, but we might sure we might ready? have to stop. Well, uh, we might get people voting in because they hate us so much. Go for it. I hate the band Queen. I Why do you hate Queen? Because they're the worst rock band that's ever been. The worst rock band there's ever been? Yeah. Worse than Good Charlotte? I would argue <laughs> Good Charlotte had more artistic integrity than... <laughs> You will be careful because some of Good Charlotte is the most likely person to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Because they're going to have the most free time on that. Brian May isn't going to listen to this. He's too busy counting his money. Well, I thought you saved him badgers. Yeah, buggering badgers or whatever he does in his spare time. I, I, can't, I, I disagree with you. Green were an amazing band. Um, I'd like you to explain to me on paper, someone who, and, and you and me have quite an extensive musical knowledge, why Queen were a good group. Do you think that clapping constitutes music? Because that's what Queen did. What do you mean they clapped? That's, their entire gimmick is chorus and clap. Uh, two songs that emphasise this. The, Big right, no, 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 sorry. Two songs that emphasise this the best are um, We Will Rock You, full of claps, and... Uh, Radio Gaga, also full of claps. I never liked Radio Gaga. However, We Will Rock You. One of the greatest tunes of all time. No, Apart not. from We Are The Champions. Oh yeah, that's, that's also got claps in it effectively. I'll tell you one of the interesting things about Live Aid that happened, which was Phil Collins simultaneously drummed in England and then flew to America to do the other part of the drum. Like, Imagine doing that nowadays. Imagine you play a concert and you got you finish your concert, so you drummed with Genesis... And then he got on a plane, flew across the Atlantic to do the American Live Aid, which was running at the same time in Washington, and drummed on that as well. How did he get there in time? He did it on Concord. Ah, uh, okay. 
Now, imagine if What's you did that... What's the time frame of Concord? I, I didn't want to put uh, a simulator, but... Two, three hours, I think it's New York, so okay. he did it. Yeah, he was at the end, obviously, but he literally got on the plane and went... Now, that's kind of amazing, but it was also like, what a waste of fuel. I mean, you could got a better drummer than Kill Collins, surely. I love Phil Collins. Phil Collins, I also think, is amazing. Again, another man who's uh, music for middle management, isn't he? I can feel you calling in the dead of night. That's the wrong words. No, it was the right words. It was oh, just, great. I was just shocked. That's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of Phil Collins as well. Um, however, I probably would not listen to him or Queen from this day because I don't want to be summed up in one of your um Yeah, I don't be horrifically. Yeah. All I'm saying is that Phil Collins divorced his wife by facts. That's how nice a person he was. Martin McFly got fired by facts. So, you know, live with it. Did he? Well, it wasn't Martin. It was George. George. Wait, who was it? No, it was Martin. Are you talking about Christopher Glover? No, episode two, yeah. when he goes to his future oh, self. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he fi- just before they hydrate yeah, the pizza, yeah, 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 he's yeah, fired yeah, by facts. facts. Which is weird, isn't it? If they got all that stuff right in uh, uh, Back to the Future 2, like floating cars, all that kind of vision of the future, but fax machines absolutely would not have been one of those things that you would have kept. No. It's a weird thing in a way, isn't it? Because you'd think... Like, so let's say I want to send you a document. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I want to send you a, a bar bar chart. Okay. Okay. So I put the bar How chart. How are the sales doing, Matt? Yeah. How are the sales of <laughs> Queen Records doing after uh, what I said? How's the listeners of Educating Matt? Um, so They're I, just on Twitter <laughs> baying for my blood. <laughs> so I send you this bar chart as an email. Okay. So then you've got a copy of it as an email and you open yeah. it up and it's on your screen and yeah. everything's great. Now, what is better than that? Because you don't particularly want that in your email. You just want to see me running with a printout of this bar chart. Now, I can't do that. So why would I not send it as a fax? I'll tell you why. <laughs> you want to be sat by your printer. Uh, I'll, your t- I'll tell you why, Matt. Let's be honest here. Right, okay. So I can wait for a little fax machine to go... And spit out. <laughs> or I can get that instantaneously with no delay whatsoever. Yeah, but the delay would have got... If fax machines became better and better, but the delay would have got less. No, they wouldn't have done. <laughs> mm. It's to do with the amount of information you can transfer down a phone line. <laughs> yeah, maybe it would have moved away from phone lines, but... We would have used optical things to So basically, it basically machines. would have become right, right, a printer, okay. almost. Right, okay. Um, okay. So anyway. in Japan, this is true, it's completely true. So in Japan, fax machines are still commonplace because um, in Japanese business, it's quite common for people to have jobs for life. And one of the things is they don't trust email. So older, more senior members of teams are still obsessed by having faxes sent to them. I'm just looking at the notes about what we're going to go on to talk about. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to move on to the next thing? Well, you're going to have to because I can't. I can't read your notes. Um, So um, today's celebrity birthday, and this is quite a good one, is uh, Erno Rubik's, who invented the Rubik's Cube. Oh, the Rubik's Cube. He was born in 1944 and he invented the Rubik's Cube. Did you ever complete it? No. Do you know anyone that did? Yes. Um, I have a friend who is a physicist and he knows how to complete because there is a mathematical pattern to completing uh, Rubik's Cube, which basically says that you can solve it by doing certain um, things. He's like sat there going NP, blah, 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 spinning around and fixing it in like 10 minutes. We've got um, a completely different background. My friend was a murderer. <laughs> was he the he was he the one who knocked your uh, other family member off Crime Watch previously? As discussed, 
see uh, episode yeah. three of Educating Matt for more information. It's Educating Matt. Oh, was just, I sounded like him then. You always uh, did, didn't I you? I always did then. Um, we always do. Now, I've never completed it either. It was, a, it was a brilliant invention, wasn't it? Because what it was meant to demonstrate was meant to be like a mathematical thing about proving how clever Mr. Rubik's was. And um, obviously it turned it into a toy. And I'm like, but it, most people cannot complete that. It's like having a toy that can never be finished. By I understand. The I understand how you how to complete it. So, as far as I'm aware, to complete it, mm-hmm. it's based on whatever the middle color is on each side. So, for example, if on the left hand side it's yellow, on the right hand side it's green. That means on the I, right hand side that should be the green side. On the other side, that should be the yellow side. I've not got the heart to work it out, but it will be something of them like ilk. Um, it was to do with matching patterns and that there are only a certain way that the centre square can be configured. Um, so you're probably right, yeah. It's probably, I, think that, I think that is right. Uh, do you know if why you I'm... completed a Rubik's Cube without using, um, apart from just opening the packet when it was clear, <laughs> like, <laughs> please do let us know, because I'm sure there's some smart pants who just did it without even thinking about it. Do you know how I know that I'm right? I found it out in a movie. Which movie did you find out? Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, it's not even a good Will Smith movie. Uh, arguably, it was the end of a good... Do you think it was the end of his career? Not the end of his career, but it was the end of the good ones. I mean, the high was Wild Wild West. But oh, God. <laughs> Don't talk to me about Wild Wild West. It's an awful film. We, awful. Were, talk- we were talking in the pub about movies um, yeah, we before were. this. And we named a couple of movies, um, and I said about some of my favourite movies. Yes. And the, uh, and I said there's a there's a particular movie that I've only ever seen twice. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Gene Hackman in, who Gene Hackman is to me one of the greatest actors of all time. However, seeing Gene Hackman in this movie called Heist, and this mo- particular movie, as I was saying to you earlier on, um, I almost live by what they've said in this movie and it's funny because i'm the kind of person you've actually committed a heist as a result of the movie heist <laughs> i'm the kind of person... how did it work out <laughs> i'm the kind did of... you get higher or lower than your relative on the <laughs> crime watch scale i'm the kind of person oh it's not higher than manslaughter is it sorry i forget i'm the kind of person that throwbacks could... <laughs> kids that's what comedy is about it's about throwbacks to previous episodes if you weren't if you didn't get that and you didn't join in shame on you <laughs> I'm the kind of person that could watch a movie a hundred times. I've seen Home Alone a million times. I've only seen Heist twice. Now, I the reason I love Heist and I live by that movie mm. is that there's two lines in that movie that I love. Um, the first line is, and I don't know the content because I can't really remember the movie, but the first line is, always be the smartest person in the room whenever money's being spoken about. Yeah, the sure. second line is, um, which is my favourite, is... Um, when you're in a situation when you're not really sure what to do yeah. or you know how you can handle that situation, you always think of a person smarter than yourself yeah. and then think, what would they do? Now, what I know that's do? a crazy, stupid statement, but I have actually used that in my own life. And it's progressed your career. And that's why, you know, that's where I'm, why I'm sat next to you now. I'd but movies in general, we were talking about movies in general and we yeah. were saying about like almost like guilty pleasures, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I was saying about uh, Face Off with yes. Nicolas Cage and mm. John Travolta. Um, one of my favourite movies. It should be an awful movie. Yeah, it's a film uh, that on on the surface should fail on every level because you've got Nicolas Cage who is a fantastically over-the-top actor. I love Nicolas Cage, but he doesn't do anything uh, 
like one, everything has turned up to 11 when Nicolas Cage makes a movie. And John Travolta, who is also incredibly inconsistent <laughs> in terms of making movies. Yeah. Um, he is not a good... He's gone from the heights of Greece to the lows of City of Angels. I quite like City of Angels. Oh, right, okay. To be fair, Battlefield uh, Earth. Wait, hang 300, on. Hang on. Uh, John Travolta wasn't in City of Angels. What was he in? Oh, he was in Michael. <laughs> yeah. Which is Michael, the same. Uh, oh, sorry. It's similar, yes. You know when you get two movies at the same time, that are the same movie, but then they kind of brush over it. So, for example, a really classic example is uh, Battlefield Los Angeles and... Uh, Los Angeles Battleground, which came out at the same time, starred two completely different people, um, but were basically the same movie. Yeah. And it's a coincidence. It does happen occasionally. It does. It does happen occasionally. But what was the other film you said about... uh, So I was saying about um, Nicolas Cage and his great movies. And then you mentioned... What was the movie? You mentioned the movie. So I mentioned Con Air, didn't I? Con Air. That is one of the best, worst movies Mm. ever made. With John Cusack in it as well, who yeah. is another of my favourite actors. Yeah. Um, well, previous favourite actors, I should probably say. Um, I love just love that film. It's a good movie, isn't it? It's it unusual, old. isn't it? Because sometimes it's a prime example of a film that you look on the surface and you go, that film should not work. Uh, what I, you know, like you see a poster for it, like you must see it in the 90s, people must see a poster for it and have gone... Nicholas Cage with long hair and John Malkovich and oh, oh this isn't gonna I'm not gonna see that and then the reviews came in and were like no it's really good no, it's really really good like unbelievably good yeah it shouldn't have worked what is grinding my gears but I also love is so you're doing a grinding your gears slash also enjoy section I don't think I authorise this <laughs> this isn't in the script <laughs> but surely I believe I know you're sat there going script what script. If you're passionate no enough, script. if you're passionate enough for it to grind your gears, then that means you also do like it. No, 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 absolutely not. No, 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 no. If something grinds your gears, it angers you. Okay, I'll tell you what angers me: fake TV shows. For example, go on. Ooh, what? What do you mean, fake TV shows? That's uh, for that's... example, Made in Chelsea. <sighs> you're talking about um, uh, reality with the uh, like. Quotation marks, reality, around the word reality. <laughs> so what I don't... Um, well, from my understanding of, uh, of these sort of shows... Yes. Is, ...is that, from what people have told me, is that um, it's real, as in they will go to a pub and, you know, they'll just be filmed at the pub just having a drink... Um, but what the producers... no one's ever doubted the realness of the areas they go to. Yeah, well, yeah, but they go to the pub, they'll have a drink, yes. and then the producers will film them having a drink. Yeah, and then, um, then what the producers apparently do is then ensure that people that they don't want to talk to, like ex-boyfriends or whatever, will come into the pub at the same time, which then mm. produce some sort of half real, half kind of. Um, play half kind of fake yeah argument. so what they did they do is we'll start with the first thing this is called engineering situations engineering situations is caused by exactly like you said so for example what i do is i first off i get um i work out who i want to be in my cast who i know are reactionary and difficult and then i put them in situations in which they become reactionary and difficult <laughs> so it's a bit like, imagine like, you know the Truman Show? It's like that. 
Okay. So it is real to some extent. They are real people. They are exactly... Joey Essex could never be anyone else but Joey Essex. But what they do is put in situations where Joey Essex could never possibly cope with being that. So, like, introducing Joey Essex to a professor of anthropology or, like, (laughs) then getting him to talk about, you know, like, his studies and then just watching a blind man confused on his own intellect. (laughs) My eyes just went like into pound signs when I just realised that we could do an educating Joey podcast. Oh my god, we could absolutely rake it in. Where do you think you would start? <laughs> With his name. <laughs> how, would you, how how would you spell your name, Joey? I would be like your name is also the name of a small kangaroo. <laughs> and he'd be like, What? And I'd be like, Yeah. And I'd be like, and then they it's the opposite. It's named after after you're named after the kangaroo, not the other way around. And then just watch his mind melt. <laughs> but all those things like Love Island and stuff like that, they 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 do this a lot. So um Love Island, if you've been watching very carefully, you would have noticed on Love Island, if you the more observant of you may have noticed, if you've looked at their Instagram feeds, they're all now reporting to ITV. And if you've been following those people before, a load of their photos have disappeared magically overnight. It's almost like someone didn't want those people associated with certain brands and things. Mm. So you can see that kind of level of manipulation in. Mm. So, like, I know one of them on there, Megan, they're like, oh, she may have starred in some adult films. And it's like... Yeah, she did. And it's like, do you think the producers knew about that beforehand? I think they did. Um, do you think they might have intentionally picked someone that they thought might be difficult? Hey, Matt, did you know? Did I know? Go on. That I used to be in the uh, TV business. Tell me more about your TV <laughs> business. You were you were um, Dom in Dick and Dom before they were Dick and Dom. You were Matt and Dom. <laughs> They've got that wrong shit. You were, sorry, weren't you uh, Dom in Dick and Dom when they were Dick and Matt before, you know, it kicked off? Well, yeah. When they were doing the local tours of Pontins. There was a time where... You were also the crocodile as well in between. (laughs) There was a time where I could have been somebody. What could Um, you have been? Anybody. Anybody. (laughs) Yeah. No, I have um I've I've been on the TV. I understand the pressures of TV um and the social media surrounding. Were you on um Quiz Mania in the early sort of mid 2000s? No. <laughs> Answering a question of <laughs> Hi Debbie is it is the answer bed. I'm looking at it, is it bed. You ring it like 2 in the morning. Um Got Sorry, that's such an obscure reference. I don't know if everyone remembers this, but basically in the in the mid early particularly when I was a student, you could watch late night ITV. Basically, it got to eleven o'clock, they shut down and they just showed gambling. <laughs> yeah. They literally showed gambling, in which they set impossible questions and then watched drunk people ring in and try and answer them. <laughs> so they felt like they do the easy ones and like people will win like a hundred quid or they, but when it came to like winning 25 grand they were like oh let's just make it the hardest thing we possibly can <laughs> and in the end amazingly the government said that was abuse <laughs> <laughs> and debbie from quiz mania was no more so I, no i did used to be in a tv show and the funny thing about it is i got the 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 tv show wrong um for a number of years <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when I told people, they went, oh, 
That's pretty good. What did you say you were on that you weren't on? Okay, so I used to say that I was on Scrubs. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, you know, Scrubs, as you know, is, a, is an American TV show. Um, uh, it's an American comedy, comedy show starring Zach Braff and Donald um, Faison and various other various people. The woman, the girl from Roseanne, who then became an adult. So there's a number of people that think I was in Scrubs. But you weren't in Scrubs. I wasn't in Scrubs. I was in the uh, the English version, which wasn't a version of that. Um, which Pisses. Pisses. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was in uh, Skins. Now. You got Scrubs and Skins confused. You couldn't get the... I got that same number of letters, isn't it? And it's the no, same... No, it's not. Oh, crap. <laughs> Um, yes, so skinned yes. the which ironically skinned would be more of a touchstone, wouldn't it? At the time, like skins was huge. The, was series, was... the first two series of skins were massive. Yeah, I was in series five. Oh, dear. Yeah. does anyone remember series five? When I say I was in there, put like... your hands up. Yeah. I'll try and count. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. One, two, three, five. Five people. Right. Okay. Yeah, five people remember. Let me Carol. just um. Let me just give you some of content. an audience of unknown. I don't want to lead you guys on. I don't want to be like one of those TV shows. So um, let me just give you some content on um, when I say that I was in Skins. Um, in, you featured in I Skins. I featured in Skins to the extent that I, I can be seen if you watch it back. I played a painter. Um, now, if you watch it back, you will only see, um, you will only see me... Sorry. Um, I apologise. I shouldn't laugh. It's a small role, but it's a starter role, isn't it? Exactly. Like, you know, everyone. Everyone's got to start somewhere. I'm sure Benedict Cumberbatch was a painter at some point. Exactly. No one knew Tom Cruise was going to be amazing in all the right moves, did they? Like, look at him now. <laughs> so I, so I was in the background. Basically, if you watch this particular scene, you will see someone talking to the camera. Now, if you ignore the person talking to, well, he's not talking to the camera, <laughs> but talking next to the camera. If you ignore that person, if you notice the person in the background who is out of focus, <laughs> that was me. Yeah. If you notice, there's, you notice there's a person in the background who yeah. is slightly out of focus. I want to see this scene. clip. I'm going to have to find and, it. And that was me. And I, I, I'll send you guys, maybe we'll link the clip in the uh, Instagram or something. But um, The thing yeah. is, you don't even get a credit because you didn't have a speaking role. <laughs> no, you also got paid. You also got paid extra if you had a speaking role. And also, yeah. you got dessert. If you uh, so, so basically, you all got lunch, and, and we were provided with lunch. It was a really nice lunch. However, there was a sign up that said, um, th- like something like, "Oh, desserts only available to like speaking parts." So I, I never got dessert. Now I had a friend who did it, and not on that same occasion, but he did get a speaking part at one point, and he did. This get is your friend who's we should note is also a, a quite a serious actor. He's proper. He does it. Yeah, properly. yeah. No, he's I an actual actor. He's been on the stage and stuff, yeah. hasn't he? I did it because I ran. not like Bournemouth Theatre, like properly at London yeah. and stuff. <laughs> not even I've been on Bournemouth Theatre. Not yet. Don't get me. Don't get me wrong. Your role, I'm sure, was absolutely spot on, and you well, was vital. I painted the room. <laughs> Without a painted room, you have a mess. Without you, there would have been disorder. Exactly. I, I don't know where they would begin. Without without a painter, there's not a canvas. Without a canvas, there's not a show. <laughs> anyway, I think we've come to the end of the show. We've come to the end of everything, really, haven't we? Yeah, um, it's been a good one. Um, I can't believe I can't believe. Guess it. So, what we've learned this week? Um, I have a a, dip, a, a, a a an unbelievable anger towards the band Queen. And I've learned that you don't understand music. 
I find that statement unbelievable. I might walk out. I can't believe you said that. I know more about music than your average Queen listener. Uh, and their shitty middle management job. <laughs> see you next week. No, don't. If you like Queen, don't don't see us next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> it's educating man.